Welcome to Dangerous to Go Alone. I'm Jerry, and we had a board game day yesterday, and I didn't win anything. And I'm Amanda, and Jerry tells me I have a mark on my face from napping with my glasses on. But I haven't looked in a mirror, so he could be lying. That is inaccurate. I'm telling the <laughs> truth. <laughs> um, so, uh, first things first. Uh, I'm the realist. And you're going to say that. Did you? No. Uh, we are a member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network. Um, so visit brokenjars.xyz to check out all of our fun stuff that we got going on. Um, similarly, we got some um, Patreon stuff to plug. So if uh, you like what we do or what the network does, visit bro- nope, visit patreon.com slash brokenjars. And uh, give me money. Yeah. Give me money. <laughs> Um, you know, a dollar, two dollars, it just house pays for a server cost, that kind of thing. Um, and last bit of housekeeping, the format of our show is going to be bi-weekly moving forward. So we'll be doing it every other week. Uh, so we're recording this, but you won't hear it for another week or so. Um, yeah, so that gives you a lot of time to talk to us in between to let us know uh, what you want to hear about and stuff like that. Yeah? Yep. Yep. Uh, this week we're talking about Logan, the um, 2017 American superhero film. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just saw it today. Um, we haven't talked about it. It was a very silent car ride home because we knew we were going to record the podcast and discuss it. Um, so this is going to be uh, a revelation for both of us here at the table today. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Um, yeah. I, I know minimal of your thoughts, if any. Well, so let's uh, let's talk about the film itself. I, I want to dive into a little bit of Wolverine and uh, Old Man Logan, that comic book arc, and then maybe talk about X-23 a bit. But let's just talk about the movie first. So tell us your history with X-Men films and Wolverine films and such. Where are you coming from? I have never seen a Wolverine film. Were there other standalone Wolverine films? Two others, at least. I have not. I don't think I've seen them. What were they? Uh, the Wolverine. Nope. And Wolverine Origins. Nope. Or maybe it's X-Men Origins, Wolverine, I don't know. Mm, don't think so. Okay, okay. But I've seen a couple X-Men movies. Okay, you I, saw First Class. I saw X-Men First Class. You saw Days of Future Past. I did. That might be it. That's it. <laughs> okay, great. I don't know anything about the X-Men. Okay. And I never saw any of their movies. <laughs> mm, great, great, good, good, good to know. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm a little sick. Okay, um, so great. <laughs> so we go to the theater today. We sit down and we watch this movie for um, 137 minutes. And you walk out, and what do you feel? I liked it. Really? Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. This is going to be the revelation here. Um, well, it's it's sort of funny. At the beginning, you said the American superhero film. Which I know you were just saying to like fill space because it was funny, but that's what the Wikipedia article says. Does it? Yeah. Um, but I, I um, okay, part of what I liked about it is because that's not how it felt at all. Mm. I don't think it felt like an American superhero movie. When I think of an American superhero movie, I think of either something like The Avengers mm. or something that's like fun and fast paced and actiony like that. Mm. Or I think of like the Dark Knight trilogy, something really brooding and angsty. And I don't think this felt like either of those things. Though you don't, definitely, you don't think this is brooding and angsty. Was definitely closer to brooding and angsty than yeah. it was to fun and, and action filled. Right. But but I don't think so. No, I think it, it felt like something different. Um, 
The movie it reminded me most of, if I were to compare it to another American film, would be the remake of True Grit. Mm. Because it had, I mean, I guess it wasn't really that westerny. It was just like set where there was a lot of dirt, looking like the desert and shit, looking like the old west. But it was obviously trying to draw some of those parallels since it brought up, um, what were they watching? Um, Shane. Shane, right? Yeah. In the middle. Um, So yeah, it had a little bit of a western vibe, but not like a proper western. And obviously it was about a guy and a little girl, so. Right. That's what I would draw my comparison to. And full disclosure, I love True Grit. I think it's a great movie. So, yeah. Okay. Initial thoughts. Um, <clears throat> what do you think, J-Ray? I don't think I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I did. You didn't um, seem to. There were moments that are good, for sure. Um, but it's a long movie, and I don't really know why it was so long. I couldn't... I couldn't... There were a lot of, like... Okay, so... This is going to be a whole like spoiler of everything. We're going to talk about the film. We're going to talk about the comics. It's just... So if you don't want to hear it, tune out now. But, um, I mean, how many times does he have to fall asleep at the end of that movie? Like, eight times. Yeah, a few falls times. asleep in the car. And I understand, like, part of it's like a storytelling element so we can keep jumping ahead to right. see what's been happening. But, like, that's 30 minutes. Yeah. And those fade-outs and fade-ins are... 30 seconds each. Mm. So he wakes up, what's happening, passes out. Wakes up, what's happening, passes out. And I just thought that was like a really slow thing for a movie that wasn't particularly fast-paced to begin with. No, it was and not it a fast-paced really felt film. like a grinding halt. It's mm. one of those problems with like the second act to the third act. You know? It just kind of like... This is like when now we need to like get to the stuff. And I felt like having Logan go through a narcoleptic episode was kind of like the opposite of what that film needed at the time. And then overall, too, I just feel like I don't know the spirit of it all. Like, what was the point of it? In terms of superhero films go, it's often been said that, actually, James Marigold, the director of this movie, was in an interview like a week or so ago, two weeks when you're listening to this, about how he's kind of tired of American superhero films, right? Yeah. He says that it's 90 minutes of you setting up another character's movie. Yeah. And so on. And that's not entirely untrue. Right. But it's also a gross oversimplification of successful superhero movies. Oof. Because I think the (laughs) Avengers movies are not the best best superhero examples. Those are the movies made to do what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But in those, you get good Captain America movies and you get good Iron Man movies sometimes. And presumably, you know, like you get the character stories. And you get the blockbuster movie where everybody's punching everything, right? Right. So it's not a totally accurate thing. Sure, it's um, an oversaturated market, so we get it. But um, they set up a lot in this movie that is not going to amount to anything, right? They don't answer a lot of questions as to why we're in this particular world. Mm. So let's let's back up, right? Okay. Uh, The movie starts with Logan going by his birth name of James Howlett. Um, he is a limo slash Uber driver. Um, he is taking care of a sickly Charles Xavier. Yep. Uh, mutants are no longer around for some reason that I feel like they're not 100% clear on, even during the exposition phase at the end. Right. Um, and that's it. It seems like they're just kind of living until they can get out of where they are to continue to just kind of live right. out of sight, right? It's 2029 also. Yes, it's much later. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. 
just as a frame of reference. Um, you know, then we go on this adventure. Uh, Laura is introduced to his X-23. Mm-hmm. There's some exposition about who she is and what she is. But, I mean, I guess the point I'm coming to is, like, they didn't do a great job of setting up these new young mutants. Because, like, what are they doing? Is this supposed to be, like, the dawning of the next generation of mutants? Because it also didn't feel that way because it's Logan's story. Nope. yeah. Um, and then X-23, who I think was probably one of the better parts of the movie, um, also theoretically, like, what's what's to be done with her character? I mean, Fox's timeline of these movies is ridiculous. You haven't seen them all, so you don't feel it as much. Right. <clears throat> but um, you've got X-Men 1 through 2 and 3 mm-hmm. that have... Um, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Then you have Days of Future Past, which is a pseudo prequel, right? Mm-hmm. That's theoretically set in the same universe because Days of Future Past links those two universes together, right? Which two? Um, the original Patrick Stewart X Men, and then the James McAvoy X Men. Right. Got it. Right. Um, because then we've got future Charles Xavier, who is Patrick Stewart. Right. Um, so all six of those movies are linked, or seven, or however many there are. No six. Um, Logan is the consistent thing in all of them. He's in all of those movies, basically. Right. So right. he's lived all those lives plus his three separate movies. Right. <clears throat> um, and theoretically, this is the last, like the furthest down the line movie, right? Yep. So I don't know. It's just like you leave it, and like that's the end of what? I don't know. It just felt really pointless to me at the end. Mm. In a way that, like, I felt like it didn't do justice to Wolverine. I didn't like Charles Xavier's portrayal through the whole thing. Um, it just felt like a reason to make a rated R Wolverine movie, which they could have done without whatever this weird story was. I guess is how I feel. Which is some bold statements, I know. So I'm looking at the reviews here on Wikipedia, and they are great. Yeah, you've made a lot of bold statements, and you've talked for a little while, so I'm going to take over and say that I disagree (coughs) vehemently with everything you've just said. (laughs) I mean, you're coming at it from a way different perspective than Mm. I am, as we established at the beginning. The movies that I saw of X-Men, First Class and Days of Future Past, which obviously aren't even in this universe, because that's the McAvoy universe that you're talking about. But it is. Well, it is, but I'm just saying, like, it's, they're, they're, I know they're all connected, but they're also sort of separate, right? right? We're talking about a, a little bit of a different thing. Um, so whatever, my point is I'm, I'm not coming at it f- with any knowledge or any, anything. I went in and I was like, okay, I'm going to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. That's about mm-hmm. Logan. Right. Who is Wolverine. Yes. And that's all I walked in thinking, right? I didn't walk in thinking anything else, wondering where it would fit in, wondering how it would do justice to a character or not. I just walked in to see a movie, and I thought it was a really good movie. Like, as a standalone movie that has nothing to do with the rest of all the X-Men movies, I just think it's I think it's a good movie. I, I understand your criticism at the end about um, him falling asleep, but we've seen a lot of movies that are about this long. It wasn't ridiculously long compared to other movies of its, its ilk. <coughs> it's average, I would say. Yep, yep. And I think it felt shorter than a bunch of other movies we've sat through, such mm. as Doctor Strange, which I might have walked away feeling. I mean, it was just one of the more recent things we saw. There's no real reason to compare these movies, but I didn't like Doctor Strange very much. Mm. So uh, it felt a lot longer to me than this felt, even, I don't know if it was or it wasn't. So what's good about it? <laughs> 
I think it's a really good story. I think um, it sets up, so, so it's a lot simpler, I'm gonna go out and say, than a lot of other superhero movies because there are less characters involved here, right? We basically have Logan, we have Laura, we have um, Chuck, <laughs> Charles Xavier, Chuck, and we have um, Caliban, right? Yeah. And then we have bad guy whose name I don't know. I will look that up. Blonde but, bad guy. Yeah. And all his crew, right? He's got a crew. And uh, well, and obviously we have what was her name, Gabriella. Yeah. But she dies early dies on, early so on, yeah. doesn't really count. So, so ultimately it became a movie, I think, that was really about. Um, these people and even though they are mutants they seem more like people than they seem like mutants and there's just like a real humanity to what's going on between all of them so i know charles xavier is not logan's father but obviously they say that later to like cover up what's going on and it really felt that way it felt like oh this is a movie about a guy and his father figure and his daughter figure Mm -hmm. right so ultimately it just feels like a film um, National Lampoon's Vacation, give or take. <laughs> yeah, it's super funny, just like that. Um, no, but like it just seems like a very. Um, and these are kind of the kind of movies that I like, and the kind of movies that you don't. I I will say as a generalization, you can disagree with me if you want, but I like movies that are about people and people's relationships with each other, um, which is ultimately what I think this movie more boiled down to than having anything to do with superheroes at all. Even though obviously it did have everything to do with superheroes. Um. Okay what was good about any of the relationships in this movie. (laughs) Because, let me say this, let me say this. Okay, go ahead. Um, I think you're right, the pairing of Xavier and Logan as like one of the two last mutants is kind of a nice thing because as Charles says in the flick, um, he takes Wolverine in, right? And Wolverine is kind of like this ageless mutant who is violent and has been used and doesn't really trust people, right? So to have this father figure who teaches young mutants to control their abilities to now be in this position where he can't really take care of himself and really he is in a he's the danger as opposed to Wolverine used to be the danger right right Chuck is the one who knocks Um, (laughs) accidentally knocks so we're in this situation where like that reversal it's nice and then there is I, I can say that uh, the way they're paired together that, that should have been I could see why people would say that's good I think it could have been better mm-hmm. but it was good for sure right um, but why is Charles Xavier disappointed in Wolverine yeah I mean that, that's so what you just said about why it's nice to have them paired because Charles took him in and all right. that all that stuff is you coming at this movie from a place of knowing all of that and I don't not know that but I don't know it in the same way that you know it right I like vaguely know right. it um, so when I walk into this movie I just see I more saw a movie about a guy whose father is aging and elderly right and ill yeah. or a father figure or whatever um, and all that backstory just doesn't really matter I mean and which is I think a valid criticism of this movie, but uh, um, it just seems like it doesn't really matter why Charles is disappointed in him to me. It just like, I, th- I think it's a very common thread and a common feeling and humans across the globe would tell you that a lot of people have tumultuous relationships with their parents and they feel like their parents are disappointed in them for 
here's a long laundry list of reasons, right? So it becomes a very relatable story to tell about when you get to be older and now your parent who was disappointed in you for whatever reason or you felt was disappointed in you for whatever reason is aging and now you have to take care of them for a change. That like relationship of it, I think is very relatable and knowable to people. You know a movie you could watch to see that? The Judge, right? <laughs> I don't know that movie. Uh, fucking Iron Man and um, I don't know, some old dude. Is that a movie that you said your dad would love? The Father's a Judge and Robert Downey Jr. Is oh, a, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Lawyer or something like that. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of movies that do that without the, the guise of superhero-ness, right? Sure. Also, I mean, that's great that you're coming in from the perspective. It's why I'm asking. Right. But it's literally like the eighth movie in a series of movies. Right. right? Um, and um, I just don't... They don't... So there's some things that they set up that annoy me, right? Uh, Charles says that he is disappointed in Logan, and I don't fully understand why. Right. Right? Um Logan is the only person taking care of him. Well, I think at this point, too, he might be just disappointed in Logan because of whatever we presume the last five years have been. He seems to be... He's gotten ill because of this bullet or whatever, right? Which we can get into. But, like, he himself, Logan, is aging and is um, drinking and, like, not not doing great things. And, and he's kept Charles. Charles doesn't seem happy about the care that Logan is taking of him, right? He doesn't seem like... He doesn't want to take the pills that Logan's trying to give him. And he's, like, left him out in a friggin' hovel in the desert by himself with Caliban. Mm. You know? So, and I don't know if there's anybody else for him to be with or not, because presumably everybody else might be dead. I don't know. But, like, that's not a great life to be leading. So it could just be also that he's just disappointed in the more recent whatever. It might not be some long-standing disappointment. Yeah, I don't buy that. Okay. I mean, that's fine. But I mean, I think it's pretty clear that mutants are obviously on the ropes and they are not widely accepted in society the way that they may have been during the main run of the movie. Oh, definitely, right? yeah. So I think uh, it is also a, a fair assumption to assume that you can't be living in a house being sure. a known mutant, right? Because right. it was the Charles Xavier School of right. Gifted Youngsters or whatever. Right, right. So he is, as they said, like enemy number one. Yeah. Um, and well, and that's why Logan dies, lies about him being dead also to bad guy whose name I don't know. Right, right, yeah. right. But that's what I'm saying. is like I don't think Charles is dumb enough to assume that he could get better out of... Yeah, but if he has Alzheimer's... Knocking down water tower. Yeah, I, it's sure, tough when you're dealing with something. people who are, yeah, right, not right. in their right mind. You know, he's old and he doesn't realize... He might not realize that it's 2029 and people hate mutants. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... He, he doesn't indicate that specifically, though. Sure. So I feel like there's enough inconsistencies with the other ways he reacts to society that his specific feelings toward Wolverine aren't 100% clear to me. Right. Having watched seven other movies. Right, yeah. I mean, I would ask you, because I haven't seen them, yeah. if, like... Because to me, the, the other disappointments could be is if Charles felt like Wolverine didn't do enough to make it so mutants were accepted in society. In fact, did the reverse, because he was kind of always a grumpy... Nobody liked him, kind of guy. Yeah, you know? in the so. movies, he's an X Men. Right. You no, know, he wears the uniform. He does the things. He does the hero things. Right. Um, you know, he has presumably memories of old or young Wolverine when he's James McAvoy doing the Days of Future Past saving humanity thing. Like, at this point, Wolverine has been alive as long or longer than Charles Xavier, and his heroic exploits at some point must at the very least, balance out 
is negative impact in murderous behavior. Sure. Right. Fair enough. Um, and that's the problem. It's just like, I think it's fair to have a father figure be upset about a specific thing. Right. Which is a thing they just never talk about. Right. Like they're they're doing what you're saying. Is that like this a relatable story? Okay, right. But what's the story is how I feel. Right. You'd um, like to know what it is. Yeah. I'll Whereas like, I think it doesn't matter at all. Right. But then I feel like, I mean, that's, um, what's that movie saw with Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler? Um, and then they came together or something like uh, that. Where they're just yeah. running through the motions of a romantic comedy. Sure. I mean, that's kind of what this could feel like from that perspective. Is sure. That they're just running through the motions of a story like that without the story part of it. Right. That's fair. <clears throat> Um, but this, but again, this isn't really what that story was about. That's just like a fact yeah, of the so story, the story that that Charles is disappointed yeah, in. Right. Well, the story is about um, Char- well, if you want to talk about Charles, it's about him wanting Logan to have a life, right? To not be like this, like again, it's the same relate hashtag relatable <coughs> story or whatever. But it, like n- wanting him to not in the normal terms of normal people but like wanting him to settle down he wants him to have a house he when they're at that house of those that family they help um you know he's like isn't this nice you could live like this whatever he starts saying when he's saying all that and he has the daughter and he wants to bring them together and he wants um logan to understand that like having a family whether it be a family that is actually your family or a family of mutants or whatever um is a nice thing and he just wants that for him because he's dying and that's what dying parents want for their kids right just for them to be happy and healthy and have other people to take care of them and people who care about them mm. when they're gone yeah i mean it seems thin to me yeah i feel like that's not a thing that comes up until that scene and that, to me it felt like it comes out of nowhere oh the, the reasons to save laura in the beginning sound like it's because she's a new mutant and it's important i think that's just what charles is saying though and i think that's what he's saying from right, the beginning. which could be done too yeah. but i mean like that's it's still and i don't think it's untrue it's still not sold great to right. me either though, right that's from my fair. perspective okay so let me let me dip into the comic a bit okay okay um old man logan was written by mark millar the scottish dude who writes really dark stuff he wrote um kick ass and stuff like that mm-hmm uh, it started off as like an offshoot, unrelated to the main universe story, where Wolverine is old mm-hmm. and um, is living in a world, the proper Marvel universe, where a lot of superheroes are dead. I'm pretty sure most of them are dead. Gotcha. Um, in this story, uh, Logan hasn't like popped his claws in a long time. Mm-hmm. He's taken a vow of nonviolence. He has a family, right. wife, kids. He lives on a farm, that kind of thing. Um, and he is in a situation where he needs money and he goes on to an adventure that gives him this money so that he could pay his debt so he could live the life he's living. Right. right. Uh, through the course of this story, he is forced then to enter a world of violence and then there's some irony in it or whatever. Right. Um, my problem with the film is that when we run into Wolverine, he kills a group of gangsters. He does. Instantly. Yeah. Changes the clothes like it's nothing because he's got already an extra suit in the back for when he kills people. Right. Goes back. Caliban makes a reference that he's doing this all the damn time. Yeah. Um, well, this is like his like drunkenness, right? Like he just like because he just wakes up in the back of that car. He doesn't even know who those guys are. They're trying to steal his tires, obviously. And right. P- presumably they put him in the back of the car, but maybe he just passed out in the back I think of the he car. Just passed out, yeah. I don't know. So. Um, so yeah, so that's his bouts with this stuff is that he's just running with the wrong people and he gets into these situations and blah, blah. I mean, so I guess my point though is that through the whole movie, Wolverine is killing people. Logan's yep. killing people. Yes. Um, at the end, 
during his moment of seeing what Charles has supposedly been saying this whole time. Right. He's covered in blood. Was just finished killing two dozen people. Right. Uh, is covered in the blood of someone else his daughter just killed. Right. And then he dies. But then he has this moment. This nice John Favreau moment. Oh, I get it. Right. right? Then he dies. Right. Um, I just... The balance is weird. Um, I don't understand the point the same way that you're saying it. Because you're right. The story that you're talking about is a great story. Right. But... As a whole, the movie is just really inconsistent in that. Is like, is this like a family story about this guy growing out of his violent animalistic behavior? Um, because he's literally doing the animal thing seconds before he dies. Right. As opposed to the thing where, you know, I mean, assuming that Wolverine can't not kill someone. Right. The better way, I think, to have done that is having the kids run away and him going down, taking the bad guys with him. And, like, at least he used his shitty behavior for something good in that context. Or he would have had to cut back a lot sooner than dying on a tree. Right. You know? So, I don't know. I just feel like there was no weight to that moment. And then he's dead. Oh, I, yeah. And I know you had a, a reaction. Yeah, no, I felt that moment, not just with his death, but in the moments all before it, that whole fight before it um, that he'd had, I was, I feel like was completely weighted and what he was at least trying to do, right? So when he dangerously took way too much of whatever that serum is or whatever, was make it so those kids could just get away and he didn't care if he lived or died because he was trying to do the right thing, right? right? And he didn't want the kids to have to fight them. He just wanted to do it himself. He wasn't capable of that in the end. Yeah. which is part of how he learns his whole lesson also too, because that, that moment, so he, he goes and he tries to fight for his daughter, right? And these other children also, um, and just take care of it all. He's not capable of it. And his daughter comes back and does the same for him, Mm -hmm. right? And just make sure that he, you know, hopes that he'll get out of alive, right? She, she tries to do the same thing. And it's in that moment when he realizes somebody did the same thing for him that he was trying to do for her, that he, like, realizes what love is, right? Like, in, like, the gayest sense possible. Sorry yeah. for that derogatory term. Um, you know, he just has this moment where he realizes exactly what Charles was talking about, right? Like, what it is to love a child and feel the love of a child back. Yeah, or if somebody I mean, who's trying to thing, protect though. you or I mean, whatever. He's with Charles for, like, five years or something. Yeah. So not once does Charles bring it up, and then on this three-day road trip, all of a sudden Charles' true intentions after being locked up in a water tower, like the Warner Brothers, yeah. is exposed, and then he dies, and then Wolverine dies, and then like everything. I don't know. It just seems real well, thin. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I understand your criticisms because not a lot of it is actually there. We don't see a lot of it, right? right? So we don't – do we know that he's been taking care of Charles for five years? Was I that said like at some point? Said, okay. I, I don't. I don't recall that, but that seems fair to me, so – so sure um but you don't like i don't know you get the sense with the disappointment right that like whatever it is that um logan is doing with his life currently charles doesn't approve of it right so i feel like this is a conversation they've probably had before but again it's not there we don't see it so i understand your criticism of it but i i don't think it comes out of nowhere i mean also too um there's a weird thing where I felt like they weren't really clear about the dangers of Charles's thing. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. 
I, I mean, even in that one scene where he's kind of going nutso, and then like the whole casino or whatever is having a problem, it's still not 100% clear what the outcome of that situation would have been had Logan not done what he did. Well, right. I also felt like that moment was kind of stupid because um, in terms of like Logan claiming that he just like had a seizure or whatever, but like Charles saved the day, right? He Charles himself would have been dead if his brain didn't do whatever it did, right? Right. In that moment. And Laura probably maybe also would have been dead or captured or whatever. So like, and I understand it, it, why Logan would be angry or whatever about him not taking his pills and all that stuff. Like I totally get it. But that moment seemed a little weird to me just because it's like, you know, like what do you, like, not like what are you mad at, but. Well, okay, so. And I had to pick this up from Wikipedia also. And again, just saw this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is me feeling more like this movie didn't do a great job of telling the import, important information that I needed to know. But it says, uh, Xavier recalls a telepathic seizure he had in Westchester where he inadvertently right. killed several civilians and X-Men. Yeah, that it didn't, didn't tell us at all. Right. No, I agree with that. Um, so I just knew something bad happened there. That's yeah. all I got from the movie, was that something bad happened in Westchester. Well, so I guess this is where I get this difficulty with why I'm really hung up on the Charles is disappointed in Logan thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we go back to Old Man Logan comic. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a twist. Again, huge spoiler alert for the story arc. But um, a lot of the superheroes are dead. The X-Men had this catastrophic um, kind of massacre occur at the X-Mansion. And Wolverine is the only survivor. Mm-hmm. We find out that Spider-Man villain Mysterio comes in, messes with Logan's mind. It makes him feel as if everybody around him are villains. So Logan is fighting like hell to save the school from these villains who are attacking the school. But it is... Only to reveal, right, that he's killed kids, other X-Men. Right. Cyclops. It's devastating. Right. Uh, so Wolverine walks in front of a train never pops his claws again. Right. Presumably Wolverine dies that day, continues to live on as Logan. Right. Um, so that's disappointing, right? Right. And again, not. I mean, the way that moment plays out in the comics could have happened here. Something could've. could have happened and Wolverine could have snapped and he could have killed his friends. But it sounds like maybe Charles is the one who did. Right. And why does right. Charles do it? Right. What's I, And I guess I also don't understand why they have this dude who... Uh, once he's Professor Charles Xavier of Patrick Stewart status, he's a pretty good guy who uh, has a lot of foresight in how things should go. James McAvoy is the young Charles Xavier who gets to mess things up. Right, right? yeah, yeah. So, and again, I know, like, I don't know, it's just weird. So there's this disease, and it's not Charles, you know, Professor X's fault. And he kills these people, but he's disappointed in Wolverine, who has protected the dude for... Even one year, right? 365 days as a mutant is still probably crazy. Right. Um, you know, he stops the dude from having seizures. He stops the dude from killing other people. He takes this stupid kid who doesn't speak for half the movie and this old dude with no legs. Right. Halfway through the country, the dude's still saying, you're a disappointment to me or whatever. One weird night happens. Charles dies. He reveals his true intentions. Another weird day happens. Logan kills a bunch of people. He dies and he feels better about everything. Well, the other thing I think that's unclear, too, is what it is they're giving Charles. Because the different medications they give him throughout the movie, like, are they trying to make him forget whatever happened in Westchester? I felt like that was unclear to me also. Like, I think, like, I didn't know what those pills did other than, like, kind of seemingly sedate him, right? Or keep him from being impossible, keeping it 
impossible for him to use his right. power, Some right? Way, right, exactly. Right. But other than that, I don't know what else those drugs were doing to him, right? Like, did, did it make him forget stuff, or was he himself forgetful because he has Alzheimer's or something? I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know who's doing what, right. you know, with that. I think that was all very unclear. But again, I just feel like it's very possible that in his old age version, state of a, of a person that he doesn't necessarily recall the details of things he's done or things Logan has done or he misremembers things that Logan has done and so he feels disappointed in him for reasons that never even happened mm. right it, but again for me it's not important I mean yeah <laughs> but I get why it just makes you mad at him because, because you think he shouldn't too, be disappointed in Logan because you think like, Logan's a good guy sure but this story that's played out other times is because the son left this movie starts with the son not having left. Right. With the son who stays behind, no other help coming in, you know? This isn't... Um, well, how often does he go back to Mexico? Every day? Once a day? I mean, he lives there. I assume, right. I assume he goes into the States to do his job and he comes back. I mean, it seems there. like he's mostly left care of Charles to Caliban, since Caliban is trying to tell Logan like he needs more help and stuff at the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, but that, I mean, well, not for nothing. And I think anybody would need help. Honestly, they're both out of their depth. Because right. We're talking about this guy who has this ability to right. you know snap people's brains anything yeah he can um, do anything <laughs> yeah so and i think that's what you know caliban's also referring to stronger medication that's needed as opposed to just the extra help you know right. whatever some kind of stronger sedation so i don't know i guess like i said to me it's just thin they they lay the sheet of this story that they're trying to tell but there are some details that i just need to know cuz even if they're unimportant they're unique to this world, and I think that's why they're important to me. Right. Because how do these two mutants who have are living in this situation, um, you know, what is their beef? You know, what is so strong between them that's causing them to be nasty to each other that they can't see, like, oh, we're the only ones of our species. Right. So maybe we're okay, you know? And, um, and again, I think a five-minute exposition point in a movie this long wouldn't have been the worst thing. Sure. Some flashback. Or yeah, something. no, that could be fine. Um, I don't. I. I don't feel like it was missing, but as much as you do. But I also feel like if it was there, that would have been fine. Right. You know, like it wouldn't right. have ruined it to have it be there either. So, it's um, a good point. Yeah. Um, I also think like the. Uh, and then there were just some other things that I guess like I don't know. I I feel like it feels like a movie that shot a lot more than what we saw. And then cut a lot of stuff out to make sure that this was a much mm. more reasonably timed thing. Because obviously, Wolverine is suffering from some type of disease throughout it, right? Right. Because of that based bullet. On, no. Not because of the bullet. Well, so he says this thing, and I think it's confusing to someone who didn't watch the other movies. But so he is coated in adamantium on the inside, right? His bones are covered in this metal. Right. The bullet is an adamantium bullet which is what he can use to kill himself. When he says, this is what's killing me, he's talking about the adamantium inside of him. Right. Presumably because of whatever procedure happened Got it. decades ago is giving him a disease, right? It wasn't done the safest way, which also makes sense because it was done in like a cave. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, but like, so, but that's what I'm assuming because of what they fed us. He's reading a book from this company that says something about cancer, mm -hmm. which I assume is what he has. He's coughing a lot, so maybe it's a... No, the book he's reading is about pediatric cancer, which is like some guys they were using about the kids. It's not about himself. Well, because it has to was, do with the kids. Well, part of me was book. wondering too, though, is like, so they have his DNA, mm -hmm. 
and they could, you know, obviously they're looking at it at a genetic level, so maybe they see that maybe he has this disease already or is predispositioned to it. Maybe it was like a book of saying, when we make this clone, how do we stop this clone from having? Oh no, I didn't read it that way at all. I thought that's even worse if that's the case. I thought it was like a bullshit pamphlet that the company was putting out to try to. so they wouldn't get sued for doing whatever they're doing to children who or right. whatever like because obviously whatever they're doing isn't legal it isn't cool it isn't nothing you know what i mean right, right. like their company is is a fake company yeah so the fake thing that they do is research pediatric cancer do you know right. what i mean right. that's how i read that but. well if that's the case then it also makes logan's weird disease thing also just as inexplicable so he's sick from something Right, he happens he to be dying. Like this poisoning from this adamantium or whatever. Right, that's what he says. Right, I don't know. So again, just like another thing that's mentioned, and it's there just to elaborate that not only is he old, but he's sick, and that's why he's weaker than everybody else, right? Right. Um, but uh, but again, yeah, I mean, you're. We both. This is why we just feel differently because you find that problematic, and I find that totally fine. He's sick. I don't need to know why he's sick. I mean, because the movie's so long. Right. Explain a thing to me. I guess <laughs> is the point. Like we spend so much time with them, doing the the mission that we know about. That right. Also, halfway through the movie, Logan is fully aware of his bullshit. Right. But it wasn't bullshit. It wasn't bullshit. But he knows it. He thinks it's right? bullshit. Yeah. So he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know it. No, he knows it. Like people knew the world was flat. You right. still know it even if it's wrong. Right. right? Um, but like, so he doesn't put up a stink about it until Xavier dies, right? right? Um, and then he still fucking goes, right? The chick starts talking in Spanish a bunch of times. He's like, "Fine, fuck it, let's go." Right? Which is like, I don't know, not for nothing. But if you just killed a bunch of people, this kid annoying you with a lot of words in Spanish doesn't seem like it'd be the breaking point of like, okay, you got me. Let's go to North Dakota. Well, what else does he have to do? Um, I don't know. Leave her. And do what? I mean. If he's not a good guy and he doesn't care about this family thing, then he could have split. Right? And yeah, I and mean, I guess, but he yeah, is they just, they, they, a good guy. You're the one who said he was. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying he's this bad guy. So, mm-hmm. but so, how am I supposed to feel bad about him not having a family or whatever? Because they haven't made me want to like him in this movie. If we're taking the movie separately, because it's Wolverine, right. we all like Wolverine, so right. that's fine. But I feel like that's there's a lot that they're just being like, it's cool. Hugh Jackman's a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, Wolverine's he's the hero the of the movie. Right. So they're relying so, on the fact that he's easy. the main character right. for us to like care about him at all. Sure. Um, but I still feel like there was supposed to be some type of growth for him in these phrases where obviously he's jaded in the beginning because of the horrors he's seen. Mm-hmm. And I, that l- little bit at the end isn't enough, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, we're talking about this story's been told before in the car. We were talking about the old crotchety man and the youth is a story that's been told before. Yeah. And by the trailer, obviously, everybody was saying it's like X-Men, Last of Us, right? Right. In actuality, this movie is not anything like Last of Us, but Last of Us told that story also much better. This grumpy old man who's jaded with society doesn't really want any friends. Sure. Um, And again, that's a 10-hour game. I think it's a different story, though, because, Mm -hmm. because the thing about this story is like... Logan is old and dying, right? So Wolverine is going to be no more sooner or later, whether it's because he kills himself or this thing that's killing him kills him or somebody kills him. It doesn't really matter. Dude is old and dying, right? And now there's this new one, right? There's a new Wolverine to be had here. So it's a story of like how a story continues, right? Passing on the murder torch. Whatever it is, right? Like that that there's another person, right, Uh who can fill this role, which is not the story of The Last of Us at all. 
You know what I mean? Like they're just trying to survive. This is this movie's not about survive. Well, it's about survival insofar. It's about those kids surviving. But it's not like a story of like how do we survive a, this whole world, right? But that's the thing. It is because the point is they're the last mutants, right? The last of us, they're the last humans. Right, sure. So I mean, it doesn't seem that way because in the background you're seeing cars driving by and they're right, going there's towns people, that are fully populated. Right. But the so it's not mutants, is, right? And this is another thing too, I guess, coming from this like comic book slash movie perspective, is that like. It's always been very important that mutants were not humans. It's why they were a huge mirror to racism back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Because they were different. Then there was a big story arc a couple of years ago, or more than a couple of years ago, where no mutants are being made anymore due to some infighting with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this whole storyline goes on where um, I think Professor X is dead, Cyclops is in charge of the X-Men. Um, he creates a special like dark ops task force headed by logan called Mm x-force to go and kill people who are against mutants right because as x-men they've always tried to do the face thing right go out in public meet the people be like no we're here we're just trying to help you guys we're trying to be ourselves um but they're at a point now where no mutants are being born that they have to like no we have to kill people who are against us because otherwise we'll be extinct right um and that's kind of why I feel like it's that survival story when it comes to you. Yeah, I, yeah. But you're it's, right. It's a hard picture to paint though when Hugh Jackman's a man, Laura's a girl, and like they look like everybody else or whatever, and you're coming in from a perspective of like this is the only movie that you're kind of watching by right. itself. Right. Um, so you don't have some of that build up of what we've seen before. But I also right. think that's why it's important to figure out why the other mutants are gone. Right. And again, it's kind of this throwaway line and that dude gets shot before he even elaborates on anything more important. Right. Um. yeah my biggest problem with superhero movies when they're bad is that they are either relying too much on you to know the comic book which is too much to ask of mainstream anybody right um, or they like focus on all the wrong parts and they've totally missed it right and I feel like this is at the very least leading on the comic book part gotcha you know like I don't know there's information somewhere someone knows it right you know, um, and I just felt like the movie didn't portray it, and I wasn't coming from a perspective of being privy to that information. So, right, but maybe you're like in a weird in between, which is probably where a lot of people are. So, right. it, your point is a valid one, but I think maybe you're in a weird in between where you don't know enough, but you know too much. You know right. what I mean? Well, like, yeah, but that's the other thing that's frustrating too, is because of how drastically, excuse me, drastically different this is from its inspiration material, right? Um, because the story of Old Man Logan, aside from an old Wolverine who is not surrounded by friends anymore. Right. And that's like where those stories are similar. Right. From there it goes off. Entirely right. different. Right. Right. Totally different story. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I got to watch it again. I, I bet you it's going to be one of those movies where if I watch it a second time after whatever disappointment I'm feeling now, it'll be a totally fine movie. Right. But I feel like... As a send-off to two of those characters, um, you know, because Patrick Stewart's not coming back either. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what service it did to those characters. Professor X was turned into, like, this kind of crazy Taco Bell spouting person with a disease, which, again, I guess is a very real thing. Right, where a lot of people end up. Right, but, I mean, I, I I don't think it worked as commentary to be like, you know, people get sick, right? Right. Uh, so, I, it, to me, it just felt, like, unnecessary to throw that in. So then his character kind of goes out without 
not fanfare, but I don't know, without a gravitas that Professor X should have done. Professor X dies in X3, I think. Okay. Um, kind of like sacrificing his body and existence or whatever to stop something. I forget what it is specifically, right. but that's how he dies. And that feels bigger because he's capable of that. Right. Um, and then they make it cheesy and then he's like... <laughs> His brain takes over his identical twin's body, who yeah. has been in a coma for thousands of years or whatever. So, not thousands of years, but you know, you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was weird. And then the same thing with you know Logan. He's had one shitty spinoff, one fine spinoff, and then he has this movie. Right. And it's like I don't know. It didn't have to be Wolverine. I guess is my point. It could have been any violent person. Yeah. No, I think that's true. I, I and I think too, like in terms of your. Um, th- comment on Charles's death I think this movie in general was very small right mm. I, like I, there were obviously some action-packed scenes right but I not a comment on the actual loudness of this film I would describe this film as being very quiet mm. being like a very um subtle I guess story like a like a with none of all that fanfare that is usually reserved for superheroes right this right. is just a story Again, which is why I sort of liked it, but also I can see the criticism of it. it that was kind of just like about people. And when people die, like they kind of just die, you know, right, like most right. people don't die in big fanfare, sacrificing themselves for the world or whatever. Right. And even even still, I would say, and obviously Charles died um, so very unfortunately and accidentally, right, in, in that sort of way. But like he still died for something, right, because he died on this mission with laura and logan to Mm. get laura to this place and again same with logan right so logan and charles in that way sacrificed themselves in the subtle quiet way not in the loud fanfare kind of way for laura and for her friends right right, for their existence right but that goes to my other thing too is that because i don't understand the stakes with no mutants right um and because i don't feel like any type of torch was passed successfully whether it be the Wolverine mantle or just the general fact that you are mutants. Right. We are a species. Like, you have to live on for us. Right. Because also the nurses who are responsible for them aren't coming from that angle either. They don't know they're, anything. They are kids. They just want to take care right. of them because they're kids. Yeah, they deserve so, to be alive. Right. right. So that passing off is weird. And then, of course, too, and again, I know the movie's called Logan, but the movie ends with his grave. Right. So there's not even a sign of, like, and then there are these kids. Right. You know? Like out with the, right, the shot grave. is on his right. grave, not on them. So there was a lot of like, I get kind of what they're trying to indicate here, but right. none of it is like punchy enough to like be impactful for me. Well, uh, yeah, and I, I get what you're saying too, but I also feel like that's kind of what's nice about it in another way too, because it's sort of like, you know, in this sort of like commentary on life, it's like you do what you can for the people who are coming next, right? But ultimately, we don't know what happens to them, and we just like. We hope they'll be okay. We did everything we could, and life is shitty, and they might not make it. Right. End of story. You know what I mean? And it is a very depressing, like, sort of thing to put on it, but spin to put on it instead of the usual triumphant nature of these kinds of stories. But um, right. Well, that's the other thing too is that I also didn't feel like it was that depressing. Right. Because I didn't get it. Right. <laughs> like I said, nothing just sat long enough for me to like feel it. So that when they... And yet the movie was too long. <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is that it's so right. long and nothing gets told. Right. That's why him sleeping for so long at the end is so annoying to me. Because I'm sitting through this movie for an hour and change already. Right. And now he's going to take naps. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
this is where you tell me what I didn't understand for the last hour and change. Right. So that now when he's punching stuff, I'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Right. I understand. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, so that being said, I think it was all very well acted. Yeah, I think so too. I think really the, good performances. The bad dude who's a yeah, I thought he was good. Is something Pierce Donald Pierce? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really good character. Yeah. Um. Caliban, very small part, but also kind of like this meek mutant who had like a nice moment to go out like on his terms. Yeah, that was awesome. Um. Hugh Jackman did a good job of like holding all those years of Wolverineness in him. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I don't know what those years were, <laughs> but he held them good. Um, and you know, again, even though I don't agree with the direction they took Professor X in, um, Patrick Stewart did a really good job of playing that role. Yeah. Um, you know, you really feel that relationship between them, that mentor-mentee relationship. And, um, he brings vulnerability to it that he never really had to before. Right. And then the little girl who plays Laura, um, and she deserves a shout out because she was really good. I looked at her name, and now I forget it. Well, it's because you're... Um, uh, Daphne Keene. Daphne, that's right. Who plays Laura slash X-23. Um, you know, she she was quiet for most of the movie, which is a difficult task, I think. Right. right? So she has to convey feelings A lot of stuff, stuff, right. Yeah, so she did pretty good with that. Um, and, you know, it's hard with child actors anyway. So oh, yeah. some of the small oddities or whatever, like you can blame on directors for not trying to get or like not being able to get their performance out right or you could blame editing or whatever but generally she did a really good job and then her switching between like little laura to like x23 i thought were were good moments yeah you know and those were filmed really well yeah i agree um supporting cast were fine nobody really worth mentioning again it was very small like you know none of those people are all that memorable i mean i think the actress who played gabriella if that was her name did a great job, but again, small part. Elizabeth Rodriguez. Elizabeth Rodriguez, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah nobody so, else worth mentioning. Yeah, really. I mean, and I guess too... Not because they were bad, but just because right. there wasn't really anybody else of note. Yeah, and then from a visual point too, yeah, the visuals of the film portrayed what you're talking about well. Like this loneliness, this smallness, this like, this small story. Despair. Right, yeah. yeah that Endless did, it showed despair. Really well. <laughs> yeah. But, it was just there was not enough of the story for me that brought all those elements together in a satisfying way, you know? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. And then I guess there's a, a hint of me being slightly disappointed with, like, so, you know, the confusing continuity that is Fox movies mm-hmm. where, so, presumably, this is the latest film in the X-Men series, right? I could double check to see where Daisy and the timeline you mean, place. right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the latest one. Yeah, I think so. Actually, that doesn't even matter because technically speaking, the future and Days of Future Past would not have happened right. because they stopped it. That's exactly so, right. Irrelevant. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably later anyway. Right, but yeah. so I mean, so that being said, I guess like, what's our future then with X twenty three? Right, it's a little unfortunate that they introduce her at the end of the timeline because they're going to keep rolling out these James McAvoy flicks. Yeah, she won't be in them. No, she. I don't think we'll see her again. Yeah, so that's a little disappointing. But is it? I mean, I don't know. It's so X twenty three is one of those. She's like Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. She was introduced on TV right during a TV show X Men Evolution right. Mm-hmm. Which was a redone X-Men cartoon that was skewed more toward kids. Mm-hmm. Wolverine and Professor X were the oldest people in it. But Cyclops, Jean Grey, 
Beast, they were all younger people. Right. Um, X-23 comes in as a teenager um, who is a... They don't really explain her character. But, but she's a clone of Wolverine. But she's a clone of Wolverine, right? Yep. And of course, that relationship turns into a father-daughter thing. Sure. Um, she, you know, she is trained to kill, which they kind of allude to in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Because um, she's just like, fights right. like crazy. That's right, yeah. And she yeah. does a really good job doing that. So yeah. that whole thing kind of does its job for sure. Um, but then she's eventually introduced in the comic books. And, you know, again, she, because of her training... So, um, so Wolverine, Logan, is also Weapon X, right? Hmm. Weapon 10. Um, and that storyline is he is like the 10th attempt at this experiment, presumably to duplicate the effects of Captain America, right? Yep. So he is like Weapon I, yep. 1, whatever. Um, but he instantly escapes. He's like Weapon X for a hot minute, mm-hmm. runs out. He's like very insubordinate the whole time and whatever. He's not really ever a bad guy unless there's situations that cause him to like be mind controlled or whatever. Right. X-23, on the other hand, because she's so much, she was born into it and is older when she finally escapes or whatever. Um, and she has a lot more other things in the comics that make her easier to kind of trick into being bad. Like there's a scent that puts her in a rage mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why she's a little bit more tricky of a character but of course in current continuity from what I recall main Logan died mm-hmm. she has now taken over the mantle of Wolverine right um, and I don't know why but old man Logan was brought from this weird alternate timeline and is now living in present day mm-hmm. um, and you've talked about it before too and it's like this weird thing because comics have this floating timeline right, right. where um, originally Iron Man was a his origin was related to like Vietnam which is why his um, bad guy are like the Mandarin right right really racist things and then they alternate the timeline so that it's just floating so he was there during a war right is it Vietnam is it Iraq we don't know first Iraq second Iraq whatever right <laughs> um, so um, you know similarly because of that these characters never age Mm-hmm. So theoretically speaking, since Old Man Logan's a popular character, I could see why they would kill regular Wolverine to bring in this other version of him. Right. And then give us X-23 as still a Wolverine. Right. Um, they kind of keep that up to date. But she's a really popular character, and I showed you some pictures of a friend who cosplays, like people like her. So I guess that's why it's a little unfortunate that she might not get more screen time moving forward as her own character because it doesn't really make sense in the timeline. Sure. Um, and I guess presumably because they don't give a shit about, you know, anything. Uh, they could make a X-23 movie that takes place in Absolutely. 2035 or something like that, which yep. is a bit older. Um, they could. But yeah, I guess that's why. Just like you kind of open this world up for something else to happen, but like it's not a realistic um, step for a, this franchise because that's not how movies work. Right. You know? So yep. that's why, I mean, that's why just overall there were just enough oddities in this movie to be like, I don't really get what I'm supposed to be watching here. Right. I felt like the things that punch enough, like I didn't feel the impacts of the moments that were supposed to be impactful, um, but it was well acted. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, and I can feel that, and that actually stays completely in line with what I said at the beginning about why I liked this movie, is that I liked it because it was different, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm sick of watching, I'm like so done. If I have to, I, I didn't want to go see Doctor Strange, right. and I, re- I wouldn't say I regret you seeing it. Regret. You almost liked it. Almost like no, I fell asleep for like a good like thirty oh, minutes in the middle. Told me what <laughs> oh my God, these are the revelations. 
Um, no, I mean, it was fine. It's fine. Right. But like, I don't, it's the problem with it isn't that I didn't like it. Uh-huh. The problem is I don't need to see it right. because it doesn't add anything to anything. It's just another one of these movies that feels exactly the same to me. And I'm just sick of seeing them mm. personally on a personal level, mm-hmm. which is not to say anything about anybody else who might want to watch these movies. Um, so I, you know, Logan came out, obviously we didn't rush to see it. We're a mm-hmm. couple weeks behind. I know you wanted to see it. I thought it looked compelling because it did look different. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, like I can give this one a try because at some point soon, I'm like, I'm done. I'm right. just done. Right, right. I'm so done, except right. for the ones that I like, which I will continue to follow, right? right? The ones I have more interest in because they ha- feature heroes that I enjoy or are written by people I think are talented or like whatever the specifics are, right? right. So I just appreciate the movies that came along that were different. And I would put this in exactly that same category as I would put Deadpool or Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm. right? They just felt really different from all the others, which doesn't mean they're all going to be winners. So it's also totally fair to say, hey, this was really different in a not good way, right? right? Um, But for me, it was really different in a way that I personally enjoyed. But again, because it fell more in line with other movies I happen to enjoy, like True Grit or whatever else, not because it fell in line with superhero movies I enjoy. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's its own yeah, separate no, thing get, over here that's different from everything else. Right, right. I happen to like it. You happen to not. Right. And I feel like that's that's where it's at, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. And I, I had written um, a blog about this a couple, like a year or two ago, about a similar thing, right? It's why Guardians was so refreshing when we saw it, because it was different. But that comic is different, you know? Right. Um, right, right, right. So. And Deadpool, same is also, true, right? There's a reason right. for it to be different because right. it is actually different and in we, terms of the subject matter. Yeah. And right. we are getting to a level of these, because now superhero movies, the problem with Marvel is that they are connected. And it's frustrating right. to people who don't care. But there are huge Doctor Strange fans. Yep. Just like I'm a huge Iron Fist fan. Yeah. Um, so, right, we're coming to this. Precipice, yeah. this zenith yeah. of too many movies where people are going to be able to choose and be like, no, 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 the same weekend that Batman comes out is the same weekend Captain America comes out, which is actually what almost happened last year. Right. Um, and then you pick. Right. And then that's going to cause the numbers to go down for these movies, and then they'll make a lot less of them. Yep. We're, we're right there. Yep. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. Yeah. Yep. No, it is. It yeah. absolutely so is. So that's fair. So People who but, love Doctor Strange are still going to show up at Doctor Strange, but Amanda, who likes superhero movies as like a general thing, right. might not show up to Doctor Strange anymore. Right. Because I don't have any particular affinity for Doctor Strange. Right. 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 And honestly, the, 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 the huge thing, the Avengers 3 Part 1 and Part 2, mm-hmm. are going to be too expensive to make. Right. Not enough people are going to see him. Right. But you're hiring Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo and Chris Evans. People might go to those. Those I think people would go to. Yeah, but the tricky thing is, though, is like we were introduced to Hawkeye in the first Avengers, Mm -hmm. right? But maybe you saw the first Avengers and then watched Thor. Mm -hmm. So Loki's a huge character in it. Right. So why do I give a shit about Loki and who's this weird blonde dude? But and see, I don't know that it matters. It matters to you, clearly, because you want to see how all these things are connected. But as long as... I, I, I put more yeah. value in the movies if they're able to stand alone. The ones that are too connected, i rather just throw in the garbage and pretend never happened. Because it's just... It's too much. It's too much to expect of people to remember every detail of the last movie they saw three years ago. So when a movie can just... You can just walk in and be like, I just saw this movie. It was really good. And if you remember other bits that add to that story, then that is like... That is peak. That is tops. That is what you want. But I don't want anybody to walk in and feel like, I don't know what's happening here because I didn't see 
Thor 2 Dark World or whatever that movie was called. Yeah, okay, that's fair, but name another series that has been like this. Nothing. Right. So yeah. I think it's okay that these exist in this connected way because this is the different thing. Right. You could watch Quantum Solace, Casino Royale, sure. Goldfinger, any order you want. Right. Doesn't matter. Right? right. Casino Royale, there's two versions of it. Right. Um, doesn't fucking matter. They're James Bond, you get it, watch it, totally fine. Right. But there's going to be something when you're watching Avengers 3 and, you know, Thanos has this gauntlet and you've seen each of those colors in some other movie that you saw over the past decade. Right. There's going to be like, a, oh yeah, that was in Guardians of the Galaxy and I saw that in Iron Man or whatever. Right. And that's going to be the fun thing for that. And I admit it's a lot. Right. But it's also not for a lot of people. And that's why they're having this problem where they're spending too much money on it. Right. Because they're, they're, the bigger they grow, they're narrowing their audience and they're causing a niche and a small thing and it's problematic, yada, yada. Yeah, right? exactly. That's why people are bowing out. It's, yeah. why, it's why Hugh Jackman can't keep doing it anymore. Right. Because he can't keep calling three different people Charles. Well, and besides, like, people are just getting older and stuff, too. Like, at some point, I mean, Hugh Jackman can continue to play old man Logan, but he's not as young as Logan is, right? right? If, we're, if we're talking about the reality, he just needs to go, you know? So, I mean, I mean it's the same it, problem we have with Spider-Man. We've got, like, all our Spider-Mans now or whatever, right. and they just keep getting younger. Spider-Man in 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. right. Um, no, and I mean, like... Um, but Spider-Man's a kid, so he has to stay a kid. You know, Tobey Maguire can't play him forever. Tobey Maguire is like 40 now, you know? Right, right, <laughs> it's right. like, it'd be well, ridiculous. I mean, like Ant-Man, I regret seeing Ant-Man. Yeah. I wish I didn't see Ant-Man. Uh, Doctor Strange surprised me. Mm. And maybe because I was at such a low. Maybe. That's why it surprised me. But I thought Doctor Strange wasn't like necessarily refreshing. But at the very least, it was fun. It was very visually pleasing. Yeah, you know, at the, the very the, least. The cape stuff is fun. Yeah. It's funny. The ghost things or whatever. It looked awesome. The things that were heavier weren't so great. All the stuff with the ancient wine and like passing the torch and whatever the... Boring. Deep betrayal. Yeah. Amanda falls asleep. Right. <laughs> and maybe that's good for the Doctor Strange fans. Yeah. But, but I liked what it brought because it was fun at least. Ant-Man was barely fun. Michael Pena was great. Really funny. Not a superhero. He's yeah. in it for like 20 minutes overall. I liked Ant-Man in... Civil War. That's the Ant-Man I like. Right, and then that's the thing, too. Is right, so we, like, well, this is the thing I think they also need to realize. I don't think that everybody needs their own fucking movie yes. in order to be right. introduced into... I think it's fine. We could have just accepted Ant-Man in Civil War and just been like, oh, yes, Ant-Man is now here. We didn't need him to have his movie and right. so he could be in Civil War. Right. I mean, at the very least, it's why like they can't be the same. I'm a firm believer that Ant-Man is Iron Man 1. Right. It's the same story. Right. And because it's the same story... I mean, it's only appealing to people who did see Iron Man 1. Right. Which, I mean, you didn't see it. I saw Iron Man. Did you? Of course I did. Well, so there you go. It's ridiculous, <laughs> though. That's what I'm saying. Right. Everybody saw Iron Man 1. Right. That is not the story to retell. Right. Tell Thor again. Right, yeah. Thor 2. Do you remember Thor 2? No, not at all. But I, yeah. I thought I liked it. You did say you liked it. Yeah. Don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember the first Thor either, which I also felt like I liked. Thor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Same story. Running around London, some weird powder shit. The ninth doctor's a dwarf, elf, or dwarf or something. something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, so, and you're right. I mean, they should do what they do, they did with the Joker. It's the Joker. Right. He's the Joker. Right. Accept you know? it, right? right? Yeah, just Done. is. Don't need anything else. Right. Yep, you I know? agree. That's what they should do. Um, and just bring them in well established. If they want to start teasing these other characters, kind of what they were doing with. Um, not that they did it great, but Batman vs. Superman, right? A shitty folder full right. of fanfare. Right, right, Cyborg, right. Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Flash, right? right? Flash, yeah. yeah. Exactly. We, we go through that. We see it. 
Um, yep, that's all they need. Yeah, right. you're totally and then right. Now they're characters. We right. established that they exist in the world, and we're moving forward. Hopefully, when we get to this movie, now they're characters. I have a feeling right. when we get to this movie. Well, we know Wonder Woman is a, is a origin story. No, but I mean when we get to um, Dawn of Justice. What's it called? No, that the Justice League movie. Yeah. When we get to that. <laughs> Um, I have a feeling we're going to get fucking backstories on everybody, and it's going to be terrible. But I hate DC movies, so it's out there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's a total sidebar. But <laughs> no, I understand your to point. To go back 10 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, Logan was the movie I wanted to. Logan was the kind of movie I wanted to like. It just wasn't that movie. Right. Um, it was telling a story that is a story I think would have been refreshing if, to me, it told it better. Right. Again, Clearly, I am the minority. You liked it, and you've already said you hate these movies, the superhero movies. <laughs> right. right. So this was different enough for you. And again, I'm looking at all this shit here on Wikipedia. It's all great. Usually, you skip to the last paragraph for the one dude who's like shit talking it. Right. Can't find it. Right. They love it. Critical response. Last paragraph. Um, numerous reviewers noted Logan as one of the greatest superhero films of all time. I wouldn't go that far. Right. I will say I wouldn't go that far, but I did really like it. But again, here's the thing that's challenging, right? And it was challenging from the moment we started this podcast episode when you were like, Logan, the American superhero movie. Right. I was like, this is not the American superhero movie. If it's what we want American superhero movies to be, great, I'm fine with that because I really liked it. Right. But it's that's not what it fucking is. Right. So there's... Because there's a part of me, too, that's like... And my dad would not enjoy this movie because of other reasons. But, like, my dad... We, my dad should just be a character on this podcast. Because his, his barometer, I think, is, is an interesting one. But anyway, he doesn't like superhero crap. He also wouldn't like Logan. But I do feel like there, the thing about Logan is... It is a movie that a bunch of people who don't like superhero crap would like. You know? Right. So... Is that worth something? I don't know. Like, who are you trying to please here? Are you trying to please Jay Ray? If so, maybe you failed. If you're trying to please Amanda... No, maybe. <laughs> definitely failed. failed. If you're trying to please Amanda, if so, maybe passed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so... Because really, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like if I understand all of your criticisms coming from your, the superhero standpoint you're coming from. I don't really understand any of your criticisms if you were just coming at it from a standpoint of, this is a movie, was it good or was it not good? Right. You know what I mean? Because I think, inarguably, it was good. But I could, you know, maybe I shouldn't say that, but apparently reviewers, et cetera, are going to back me up. So at least I have some street cred when I go ahead and say that. Right. So... I don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I guess just like the last uh, deviation from the main thing here is that like the biggest pitfall that all of these these ones specifically are going to fall into is because they're connected to a thing, right? Right. Um, Saga, which is a comic book, right? If they had a movie, doesn't need to be a superhero film, right? Right. Um, and I feel like not enough people are treating the comics as just source material, right? Um, they're becoming as involved as comic books themselves. Mm -hmm. I remember reading through the first Civil War in college, and um, I had illegally downloaded it. Full disclosure. The individual who had um, created the torrent ordered them in order, which was... In the order they were released. No, in the order you were supposed to read them in. Okay. Right, which is amazing, because I would read a bit of Fantastic Four... Oh, I see what you're saying. And in the bit, it would say, for more on this thing, see X-Men issue 77 or whatever. Mm. Um, so that's what you're talking about. 
Right. It's, it's going to be tough to watch an Avengers movie and they allude to something that happened in Ant-Man that we're never going to watch again. Yeah, or I mean at this point too, I mean we watched the Netflix series too and all of those are obviously <coughs> steeped in the world of the Avengers because they right. mention them all the fucking time on those shows. It's like we're going to be in freaking Avengers 3 and there's going to be a, a mention of Jessica Jones. There probably isn't, but like if right. this happened, then come on. I had to watch a whole TV show to understand right. what happened right. in this movie. Right, yeah. So that, that's, <laughs> you know? that's it's, like, it's definitely getting out of hand. No, it's completely out of hand. And that's a bad trend because I remember, and I don't think it's going to work because I don't think it did so well, but that Universal is doing like the Universal Monsters mm-hmm. um, franchise. Right. Um, so they had that... Um, Dracula Untold or some shit like that that came out and that was supposed to be like his origin story as Dracula then they're doing this Tom Cruise mummy movie right, right? which is going to be a friend that's going to be connected to that somehow right um, and you know it worked really well when it was like Abbott and Costello meets the monsters right, right? And Frankenstein <laughs> and the swamp monster like hanging out or whatever right. that was great back then right it's unnecessary today it doesn't I mean it's hard enough to believe that Tom Cruise is also going to be fighting a mummy right <laughs> Um, oh my god! But now that mummy's hanging out with Dracula, right? It's too much. Um, it's too it's the, too much the and there's too much pressure. Good film series. Okay. Fast and Furious. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be a great note to end on, but I don't want to end here. Okay. Is else? that okay? Yeah, no, okay. Can we do a little section of the show where Amanda talks about feminism? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. section of the show where Amanda talks about feminism. Okay. I'm just gonna cut this. <laughs> he probably is. Um, I just have to say too, uh, and I had this moment, and I don't know, you probably weren't catching what I was trying to be saying, because what also what I said was going to happen didn't happen, but what I meant did happen. Boy, you just should get to it. Okay, I'm going to get to it. So, so um, in so okay, so we have this little girl, right? Yeah. So when you want to talk about something, the other thing I think that just should be mentioned, thrown out, is just the name Stranger Things and, like, let's just remember that it happened and what it has to do with X-23. (laughs) 11, X-23, right? They're the same person. Yes. So there's tremendously super-powered little girls who are more powerful than even, in the case of X-23, the people who came before them, right? So um, that have been made in a lab, right, and don't even have parents or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't talk for, like, a very, 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 very long time. And they also look exactly the same, and I can't tell them apart. Well, one of them is Mexican, and one of them is British. <laughs> well, they look the same to me. Okay. Um, anyway, so what I think was really great about this movie in the last final moments that is what moved me in the end, and what he's referring to, um, since I was visibly moved, also known as crying. Yeah. Um, what I thought was really great is, so in this final moment, this shitty dad character, right? The shitty old man character who's a crotchety old fuck who gets touched by this child, not in an inappropriate way, but in an emotional way, mm. so much so that it warms his cold black heart, right? He comes in to fight for her, right? So he doesn't run away, even though she insinuates that he will with mm. her comment about not caring about her. Um, and so he comes back and he, he makes that sacrifice, but he can't finish the job right like Mm. he can't kill his duplicate this evil version of wolverine right this like mechanized wolverine whatever we want to call him x is he x24 okay x24 (laughs) i do think he was kind of stupid because i hate i hate any story in which there's like unkillable monster right like just like impossible to kill and then of course like however you do end up killing them just seems anticlimactic because god how did everything else not kill them and that one thing did you know just seems stupid but anyway um wolverine can't can't finish it logan can't finish it and earlier in the film 
Charles explains that the reason X-23 has the claws in her feet is like lionesses, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't know if this is true about lions, but the way he said it insinuated that male lions do not have the same claws in their back feet that female lions do because female lions not only need to attack, but they need to defend. Mm. So that the insinuation he's making is that male lions just go out and they attack, they hunt. They don't have to protect young or, or anybody, yeah. right? They just bring back the food. So this final moment in which X-23 is there to not only attack, but to defend Logan, right? And she has already taken the step to do that by having that bullet, right? So she stole that from him when he did not know that she took that bullet. And she took it so that he wouldn't hurt himself, right? Because he claimed he was going to kill himself with it. So she used, she took it in order to defend him in the moment she took it. And then she used it also to save his life in the moment. Well, not save his life, but to attempt to save his life by killing X-24. So anyway, what I really like about this message in this story and what's happening here, and Amanda talks about feminism, is the way in which women's strength, right, can come come from a woman place, right? So like women have always been, um, historically speaking, in context or whatever, like protectors of children, right? They've been like these sort of, women are always the people to, you know, the caregivers, right? You think about nurses you think about um whatever you know what i'm talking about they're moms right like they have this thing like that's what they do they care for other people and not themselves and this often is in today's society when people talk about feminism some people want to downplay that power sometimes they want to be like no they should just be jerks like everybody else they deserve to have the female hangover they deserve to like all this stuff whatever men have they should have which i agree with as a side note but i also think it's really amazing and really powerful to say no hold on a second the thing that's really amazing about women is that they're women. You know what I mean? The thing that's really amazing about them isn't that they're just as good as men, isn't that they can be equal to men, can fight as well, can whatever, but that they can fight as women and be more powerful because of their womanness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was just really beautiful to me in the end that like the thing that made her capable is that she cared, right? Like she cared and Logan was like a shitty or a guy right who didn't necessarily care about people even though he does come back and do the hero thing in the moment or whatever um but what makes her a hero is like no it's because i care that's what makes me a hero or i care about him anyway right it makes me a hero in this moment i just thought it was all really beautiful it made me really happy from a feminist perspective awesome and again the the nurses who all took those children awesome like it was just like a lot of good things even though there's not a lot of female energy in this movie or any superhero movie but it was it was good to have this moment where it was like yeah and so what i was wanting to see in that final fight scene was that she would kill um or at least use her feet we didn't see her use her feet at all in fact the only scene well she did when she was fighting the clone yeah yeah yeah. i mean she, she moved so quick yeah. But she did, yeah. She okay, well, it's good to know. I didn't really yeah. notice. The only time I noticed her use her feet was in her first introduction fight right, back right. at um, wherever that was in Mexico. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to see her do that because of the Charles Xavier right. statement about the lions and about what makes female lions powerful. Right. Yeah, I know she used it. And, of course, the way it's set up is, like, she can't beat him. Right. right. It has to be this thing that this she does. This thing, Right. right. But again, this thing that she does falls well within the same parameters as the feet thing, right? As the back paw thing. Right, right. So I was, because I, that's, I leaned over to you and said, she's going to be able to do it because she has her feet. 
Yeah, you did. But say the truth was she, she got thrown. <laughs> she's just a little girl. But the truth was, right. I like in terms of the metaphor of it, yeah. like st- still true, right? She was yeah, able to no, do it definitely. because of this thing, right. right? Yeah, no. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because there has to be something fucking positive about this shit movie. <laughs> and yeah, no, you're right. I didn't think about it at all because I was too busy trying to stay awake. But you framed it really well. Yeah, no, the nurses like really put themselves at a really huge risk to take these potentially dangerous children away from this knowingly much more dangerous organization which was like male run obviously all the all the officials we saw there were like male doctors right right? white dude Um, fucking terrible people that we hate british probably british (laughs) it wasn't us americans Um, (laughs) mexican probably uh well also they say grab them but well that's the other thing too because as the woman who's saying like you know just because they are mexican or whatever it's like you know sure they're poor Right. But they're not stupid. Right. And obviously they're brave. Right. So they go out of their way. And then also we see once we are at Eden, no other nurse made it. Right. So they've, they've they all sacrifice themselves sacrifice for these kids. The kids there. And it really looks like all the kids made it. Yeah. Um, Seems that way. Yeah. They don't at least mention that any of them are missing. Right. 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 So, um, no, it's a really good point. And it's really, you know, because that one, the nurse that we're introduced to, Gabrielle, she like goes out in a really unfortunate way. Like it's not a great last scene for her. No. Um, and she did that like and that's the thing too and then you want to compare it to logan right she did that for fucking nothing this girl has nothing to do with her in her life she could have her own children her own life that we don't know about likely she doesn't have children i hope because that's very sad if she does but you know she's done this thing just because it was the right fucking thing to do you know like to save these kids because they're kids right? right which is again something you're gonna maybe get mad at me for saying this, but something that probably a woman, only a woman would do, right? Like that women would be more inclined to do in storytelling mode, right? In the world of stories, that women are gonna be the ones who go like, that kid needs help, yank. Yeah, I mean, it depends you know? the context. Yeah. Because not for nothing, but I've seen that in every action movie also. Sure. Male dominated, like dudes do that all the time. Sure, all right. Not, well, if they, would they actually do it? I don't know. Right, but John McClane's But the story we always get instead is Joel, who wishes Ellie wasn't with him, and Logan, who wishes fucking X-23 wasn't with him. You know, that's the story we tend to get. I mean, that's the why there are a lot of parallels between this and that game, though. Right. Because they are paid to take this thing. Right. They have a companion. That companion dies halfway through, mm-hmm. and they have this moment where, like, well, should I even keep going? Right. The problem with Logan over Joel is that Joel changes, and his sacrifice at the end has an impact. Because he... What he does has these repercussions to society. Right? right. Spoiler alert for Last of Us, but he kills this woman from the fireflies. Right. Potentially stopping the need for any cure for this disease right. uh, to occur right. because of his feelings for this young girl. Right. Because right? he doesn't want Ellie to die. Right. right. Um, in a way that that gravitas mm-hmm. of those last moments in Logan don't exist because it's we, don't, true. we don't walk away with this impression of like this species. Right. right? And we don't know what's going to happen. Right. At and all. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of The Last of Us either, but we know that Ellie is not going to die. Right. And Ellie's not going to sacrifice herself because he's told this lie to her. Right. About right. how she can't help. Right. Killing her wouldn't help. Right. Yeah. Um, in a way that like Logan, I mean, and you're so you're saying this thing about him, but like again, seven movies, eight movies, nine movies. Right. 25 years of comic books where Logan's always been a hero even if he's been bad sometimes right like we know it's capable it's also why it was annoying to have this storyline of been like you disappoint me right something something family something something trust your team right that's the whole point of him being on the X-Men he goes right. through that all the time we've right. seen it already yeah that's um, a you know, totally fair so it's criticism. part of why yep. like his ending moments also just don't because he's just doing what Wolverine does you know 
to you, but to the to the story of this movie and this movie alone by itself, we don't see that until we see it at the end. But I, your point is still one hundred percent valid. But what I'm does just saying. Mean? So like if Joe Schmo walked into this movie not knowing who Logan was and never having heard of Wolverine, right? Okay, but then what do we see him do in the first five minutes of the movie? It's the same thing we see him do in the last five minutes of the movie. In the first five minutes of the movie, which scene? The scene where he kills the guys? When we first see him, he wakes up, kills a bunch of people. Yeah, the but this the is the... is he kills a bunch of people, goes to sleep. Right. Yeah, but you're comparing like he kills a bunch of people who are trying to rob him or whatever they're trying to do with his car, right? Um, to him standing up for somebody. He's again, just standing up for himself in the so beginning. out of context, right. It's kind of a big thing. Right. But again, he's done this for decades. He has saved the world before. Right. Right? He has stopped. But not in this movie. Right, I understand. Well, that's, that's what I'm it saying. it doesn't mean anything to me. But sure, Which is fine. fine. No. If they're pitching it toward you, right. that's great. Right. But also, this is fucking tailor-made to be my movie. And it right. was not. Right. Right. It was a nicely wrapped package and when I open it up it's a dog shit with claws <laughs> oh my goodness you're yeah. way more mad about this movie well, than I'm I thought you were going to be I'm getting more upset about it but I mean it, again it was ultimately <laughs> fine okay but I just don't understand the praise and everybody's told me it's so good right I don't know what's so good about it yeah I'd like you to talk to some of your friends who do no. Who know who know the shit you know to to see where they stand on yeah. it I'd be curious to hear their perspective yeah because yeah. they don't seem to have the same qualms as you do and I'm just curious as to why it doesn't bother them. Then, I mean, part of you know? it, part of it, honestly, part of it could be I'm dumb. <laughs> I could have gone into this movie really thinking it was just going to be this superhero movie, and it did something that I just was not in the right mind frame for, and everything went over my head. Right. But I feel like I, I can't be that dumb. Right. I've seen smart movies. I get them. <laughs> right. I watched an Inconvenient Truth. <laughs> it was inconvenient. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I right. just think I don't know. I think maybe. And the reviewers, I don't know, they get paid. I'm not saying that they were paid by the studio, but maybe like this is. What I never listen to reviewers. The There's tons of movies I've loved that reviewers have hated, and vice yeah, versa. So, yeah. so I don't know. And I mean, it, but it did really well. I mean, again, if I'm trying to look at the fucking thing, I think it made well over its budget. So it's not like it's. And our movie theater movie. today, several weeks later, was pretty full. And it was a it was a matinee, right? And a shit theater, half full. Right. You know, it was really good. I mean, yeah. it's a shit theater because I could hear the other movies happening. I know, so annoying. On. That was bugging me out. And then, of course, we have that dude who everybody loves who's all like, who gets the references? Oh, my God, he was so annoying. People next to him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, that's Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's fine. I don't know. I, I guess because this movie was the last one and everybody was rubbing it in everybody's face and, like, Hugh Jackman's not going to be part of this universe anymore and it's like the character that sells X-Men comic books, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a big deal when I see it and it just, it came way shorter than what I was hoping for at the end of the day, I think is what it was, you know? And again, it may be because you didn't have that No, I had no weight. I had nothing going yeah, into yeah. it at all. But I mean, again, some of these reviewers who are agreeing with you Mm-hmm. have the baggage. They do, right. Job to watch it. So right, 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 right. They know and they like it and I don't know. I mean, also too, maybe because they're so generally disappointed with X-Men movies, this is their Ant-Man. Yeah. It's the pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Sorry, I'm sorry I'm so, um, I feel I feel the way that I do. No, don't feel sorry about it. If you didn't like it, that's fine. You're right. You should apologize. Nobody James should apologize. Marigold. <laughs> this fucking dude. Nobody needs to apologize Mangold. to anybody. Mangold. James Mangold. If you're listening, Jim, email me. <laughs> Broadcastbroadcasting at gmail.com. <laughs> that's great. Oh, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. We'll see you in two weeks. Um, man, <laughs> visit patreon.com slash brokenjars. 
uh, to give us money, and we can keep complaining. About what this did you say? Patreon.com? Uh, yeah, it sounded like you said bitchon.com, which is what you're doing right now. Different website. So. Different website. Yeah, that's just me. Patreon.com slash broken jars. Follow us on Twitter at Danger Lone Pod. Follow us on Tumblr at D2GA. No, not at yeah. D2GA.tumblr.com. Right. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it, man. Bye. (laughs) Oh my god, he's so dejected, guys. He's so sad. His feelings are hurt. (laughs) Alright, we'll catch you later, guys.